Here we are once again, and I, I, I guess I said a minute ago, uh, kind of during our pre-show, that I thought, you know, I was like, man, I thought we wouldn't have to do this again. But I mean, I mean, I guess we all kind of knew that this was coming. I mean, uh, I think even as the guys entered into the bubble, uh, people were we were still seeing the clips of people getting beat up by the cops. Portland is still continued to protest. Uh, there's still been protests all over Los Angeles. There's still been protests all over Chicago. There's still been protests all over New York. Uh, there's been protests everywhere, to be quite frank, Lee. Uh, and I, I think finally we got the protests in the one place where we kind of were hearing that we were going to get the protests and the fight from. And although I cover the Clippers and the team and I've spoken with them numerous times about, uh, you know, you know, mental health and what's going on, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, we as reporters have covered them to the, you know, kind of teeth in terms of talking, you know, with them about, um, you know, what's going on in the community. We see what happened, uh, you know, the other day um, and instantaneously. Um, you know, and not to, you know, continue to sensationalize because also I, I, I actually thought about playing a clip, um, but I don't want to play a clip of Jacob Blake being shot in, in the back. I don't feel like it personally does. It, I don't think it does anything. I think if you want to go and see it, uh, you know, for shock value or whatever you want to, however be it, you want to go see it, you know, go check it out, go find it on your own. But I will say this, it, it sucks. And hearing Jalen Brown, you know, speak very eloquently the other day about his experiences as a black man and asking questions to white America and, you know, and talking about how when he looks at the number seven on his jersey, he's going to think about Jacob Blake being shot in the back seven times. Now, Jacob Blake happened to survive being shot in the back seven times. Uh, he happened to, you know, he's still in critical condition. He supposedly is, uh, you know, paralyzed from the waist down. And, you know, you could visibly see the anger and the frustration on all the players' faces. Doc Rivers last night was very emotional, very impassioned about everything that was going on with that entire situation. And I think that me personally, I have, I, I could lie and say I've become numb to seeing other black people get like killed, be it by the police or other black people. But honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't, I love the, you know, the black on, you know, black, on, you know, crime people. They love to speak about that, but like it still bothers me when I see my cousins get you know put in caskets by other people that look like them, and I think that us as you know African Americans, we just really want some justice. And as you can see, this you know this George Floyd thing, this is actually just a canvas. And I was going to protest, and I didn't have anything to write on, but we had some canvases because I paint a lot, as you can probably see if you ever watch any of our shows. I have like random paintings that I paint on the background, so I use this canvas, and I just kind of left it up there. And over time, it went from like being up at top to I just kept it right there. So it's like whoever's watching this, if you got a problem with that, like that's your problem. Like, you know, rest in peace to George Floyd. Um, and, you know, when I first started this platform, we were usually doing this show on Friday nights. And the name of the original name of the show was called Shooting Shots. And we basically would talk about sports, culture and kind of whatever. And then the protests kind of happened. And I was like, I can't do a show called Shooting Shots after George Floyd got murdered. So I'm just going to call it Real Talk with TPJ because that's always been my Twitter handle. And then I can bring my you know, friends on, have them talk about how they feel about everything that's going on. So tonight I actually have five of 
my friends, five reporters, five people that are on the scene in the sports and the entertainment world. And I'm going to bring them in one by one and allow them to kind of voice their opinions. Uh, but I'm going to introduce everybody. So first off, I will uh, bring in John and Nick, who have been here with me since the very beginning of the show. John, welcome to the show. How are you doing today, man? I'm okay. How I'm doing good. I'm, I, I, I haven't had enough time because my life is so busy to mentally compartmentalize everything that has been going on. I kind of got a little bit emotional after the Bucks kind of stayed in that locker room because I, I, I love that. I, I honestly felt they shouldn't say anything to the media after the game. Like, like, we don't owe you an explanation. You know why. You, you know why. Look at the court. Look at the back of the damn jerseys. You know why. The next person I'll bring in is veteran reporter Nick Hamilton. Um, he's on the scene in L.A., L.A., uh, you know, native L.A. vet. Nick, what's up? How you doing? Hey, man, I'm good, man. Living That's good. Breathing. That's good. Next up, I have Cam calling live from his car. Cam loves to call me from his car, but I appreciate how much Cam loves to come on our show. Cam, welcome. How you doing, man? What's up, fellas? How you guys doing tonight, man? Thanks for having and, me. Thanks for the Appreciate the man. invite. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. And let yeah, good to see yeah, you. Awake, good to see, good to see you awake. Oh, come, come on, Nick. You got to tell me about <laughs> cut that out, man. <laughs> and last but not least, Miss Ashley Nicole. Ashley, welcome. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing great. Right. So right. thank you for coming on the show. We definitely appreciate it. So who wants to speak first? Lady um, first. Okay, that's All how right, we're go starting ahead. Go ahead, it. Go ahead, Ashley. Go ahead. I mean, first and foremost, I just want to kind of ask everybody, like, how are you guys doing? Especially, like, as black men in this country, I feel like you guys have um, more of a reason and more of just probably feelings about everything going on being black men in this country. So how are you guys doing? That's that's what I want to ask first. I mean, I feel like my skin is my sin. I mean, that's what we've been labeled as when people can't see the human side of you and yet they see you as a black threat because they only see you as three fifths of a man, which is on the books in this country. Um, it becomes, you know, you become the prey that is hunted. Um, and so, you know, when you look at things like what we saw from, you know, Jacob Blake, uh, there's another young brother, Latino brother, uh, Ramon Lopez, who was placed on the ground in 107, 108 degree heat on the, on the asphalt and then later stuffed in the back of a police car in Phoenix. And he later died uh, and succumbed to his injuries as a result of the police who was also unarmed. So you start seeing people that look like you, your brethren, your Latino brothers, um, you know, that, that look like you. I mean, we always talk about, you know, George Floyd, but there's David McCarthy, there's Manuel Ellison in Tacoma, Washington, who was also killed the same way that George Floyd was killed um, by police unarmed again. Uh, we talk about here in L.A. with Ezel Ford. There's still a lot of injustices that haven't yet to have closure to, whether it's Tamir Rice, whether it's Trayvon Martin, for that matter. I mean, his killer is still walking around free like nothing have ever yeah, happened. Signing Skittle bags and, and holding exactly. press conferences. So when you look at what transpired, you know, on Wednesday with the NBA players, I said to myself, about damn time. It's about damn time that these brothers stepped up, recognized their power, recognize their value and says you know what we're not going to continue to make you money anymore because all we are is pawns on this chessboard and if you continue to not meet our demands or see us as humans then you have to make sure that you will see us as human beings of some sort so we're not going to make you any more money and i hope and i do hope and i and, and as a person that, that has covered basketball much like utp much like john much like 
you know, everybody else on this panel, you know, I, I would love to see basketball play, but now is not the time to play basketball. And everybody wanted to condemn Kyrie Irving in the beginning saying, oh, he's crazy. You know, what is he, he has nothing to gain because he's hurt, so he's not going to even play. But he had a very valid point. So a lot of y'all out there need to give Kyrie Irving a sincere apology because I'm sure you condemn him. You talk, you talk bad about him. But lo and behold, here we are today and everything is starting to come to fruition. So let's, I hope that they end the seasons. It's not the time to be playing sports. Steven Jackson said the same thing. It's not the time to be playing sports. The universe is telling us there's more important things than us dribbling a ball or catching a football in the end zone. There's things that are, that, are, that matter when it comes to our lives. These are our lives we're talking about. These are our children's lives we're talking about for the future. And it won't be a future if we continue to act like business as usual. Like it's no big deal. So I applaud these brothers in the, in the bubble that have taken a stand. I hope the WNBA also takes a stand and not become so divisive and saying, well, we don't have the millions. Well, when did, when did, when did a revolution become a, with, with a price tag? Because you guys are putting out there, Breonna Taylor, this, say her name, that. So if you don't walk away, you look like a fraud. So it behooves you if you truly about that life and you truly about that movement then you need to move along and, and show solidarity with your brother. And the same solidarity that you ask of the NBA people to support women's athletics in the WNBA is the same solidarity you need to show when it comes to social justice that also affects you as black people and people of color. Well, I, I think... will say... Go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Sorry. I, I'll, just, I'll just say this. Um, for myself personally, I felt like I had to get outside and take a walk and be in nature for a little bit. But then I was thinking about the WNBA players that I cover and listening to them. And they did decide to not play their games on Wednesday as well. They've talked about being in solidarity with each other. They have a smaller league. They have about 144 players. So it's a little easier for them to be in solidarity together. And that's what they're working towards. Um, but I will say this, though, Nick, and we both know this, but if we just look at the president of the NBA is Chris Paul, the Players Association. He makes mm -hmm. about $40 million, right? He makes $40 million a year. The president of the WNBA's Player Association is Neka Agumake. She makes less than $120,000 a year. So, I mean, I will say there is just a totally different amount of economic impact when it comes to the NBA compared to the WNBA. If you're talking about really making a difference and hurting someone's pockets really the only person's pockets you're going to hurt with a hundred thousand dollar salary or two hundred thousand dollar salary is the person with the salary but, but who but who, but who, 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 business who that makes them excuse me the, the owners are the ones that are making all the money regardless if it's the so, nba or the wnba so um let, go ahead Cam. actually uh, no, actually no, thank we haven't. You. Yeah, go ahead. Actually, thanks thanks for asking asking the question. How are we doing? First of all, John, you can answer the latest question. John, you can answer the latest question. Tell us tell her how you doing. Um, I did. I did answer the question. I said I needed to go outside and take a walk. And then after that I felt better. There you go. That was so, my answer. There you go. I apologize for that, John. Um You're good. I thanks for asking the question once again. I, I mean I it, it's as Nick mentioned, a lot of this is happening. It's continuous. This is nonstop. It was occurring for the past 10, 15, 20, 30 years of my lifetime and even longer than that. But uh, it's an everyday occurrence and don't want to say you're numb to it, uh, TPJ. You don't want to say that, but I've become desensitized to it. 
it's it's very unfortunate um all the all the lives that are lost and i want to see some action though um nick when you say you applaud the guy for walking away which the guys men are men they can do what they want to do um but what are we getting out of what are they getting out of not playing i believe they have the bigger voice in the post-game press conferences, in the pre-game press conferences, when they can continuously speak to this versus not playing, because now I think the message has changed when they don't play, it's changed to why aren't you playing? And we all know how the message can get uh, transfused, and I think that's kind of what's going to happen um, well, versus when they have the when they have the platform to speak, they should continue to speak on, speak upon it and just as Doc Rivers did yesterday, LeBron did the other day, um, not having that platform, I think, takes away from that voice. So they, they can reach out to their leaders. I mean, they re reach out to the followers, continue to spread their message via social media. Um, but outside of that, what are, since they're boycotting the game today, tonight, tomorrow, is going to last a week? If, is the season going to end? If the season ends, what are they doing now to kind of continue the message. I'd like to ask, uh, answer that question well, for the group. Yeah, go ahead, um, I can actually answer some of that question. So I Thank had the you. chance to speak to several NBA players prior to the NBA restart when that Zoom call with Kyrie Irving was actually well, going perfect. down. And perfect. one of the conversations was exactly how are we going to continue the conversation of social injustice, racial injustice while in this NBA bubble? The NBA came up with some initiatives, as you can see during the NBA restart. The jerseys was one, the constant um, questions and pressers before and after games, obviously the decals on the court. Although there were some players who were apprehensive about it, Kyrie Irving being one of the more outspoken ones, a lot of the guys wanted to give the league a chance, give the bubble a chance to see exactly how this could work, if it could work. Now we are about a month and a half in, almost two months into this bubble scenario, and the players are now seeing it's just not enough. So as of right now, the boycott, if you will, of not playing today's games, today's panel of games, and from what I'm hearing and the people that I've spoken to, that seems to be the trend that's going to continue tomorrow as well, especially with the Raptors and the Celtics being the two teams that actually got this initiative rolling. They just happened to not play today. Um, what happens after that is going to be huge in sending this message. If you continue playing, how are you going to continue your message to where you're not going backwards, but you're going forwards? Is that even a possibility? There's a conversation happening today. It happens at 8 p.m. today in the bubble where all players are welcome to kind of speak their minds, give initiatives, give, um, you know, brainstorm ideas, if you will, on how to continue the initiative. A lot of guys are saying, hey, we're already here. Let's continue to play. Our families, there are people who are have their families that have just entered the bubble and they're almost done with quarantine. As you know, the visitors are starting to come in for the teams that are in the playoffs right now. Some guys are saying we just cannot manage to do both. You know, our mental health is taking a toll in this bubble. Paul George being very outspoken about that yesterday. Some guys are feeling the same thing. It throws them off their routine. And you add, you know, the, the situations going on with social and racial injustice in this country. Some guys are just saying it's too much to handle. What happens from this point forward, like I said, is going to be instrumental in this initiative. You know, can we even continue basketball 
in the scenario that we're in, in the climate that we are in, or is it just too much of a distraction? And we're going to see how that progresses. If you ask me, I say shut everything down. Baseball, soccer, really? basketball, well, that's very football. interesting. I'm I very surprised to hear you say that. I say shut it all down. I say, you know, we tried. We tried to make it work. We tried to, you know, scratch our heads and, and you know, what is it? Chew and walk and chew gum at the same time, the saying is. It's not working. Shut it all down. If you can't hear us, if you're not going to hear us, you're going to feel us. And the only way you can feel us is if we pull our our talents out of the money-making machine. And then maybe then we'll get some sort of um, leeway or we'll get some sort of progress in our in what we're championing for. It. So I say shut it all down. If I go may, ahead, in, Nick. In oh, well, in, go ahead, Cam. Go ahead. Just in response to that, in in regards to the NBA specifically, you know, and then you I'll let Nick baseball, respond as well. You mentioned baseball, football, which I think are kind of different topics. And when you yeah. say shutting it down, but in the NBA specifically, if we can stay on the NBA specifically, mm-hmm. um, where is the platform? Where does where is the platform then for them? Are they because they're just going to reach their followers? They're just going to reach their, everybody that already follows them anyway. Um, the platform. The mm-hmm. Hold on, can I allow it, it, Nick a chance to retort? Because he went, ahead, he had a retort help, help as well. Out, go ahead, yeah. Nick. I'm gonna tell help, you help this, out, First of all, they have a social media platform. We all know where we go get our news, where we go get our breaking news. We get it on social media. We don't even watch the real news unless it's something that we're just having on TV to keep us company. So social media has been a powerful tool when it comes to disseminating information from place to place. Also, there's the Players Tribune, who allows the players to come straight from their mouths to a, a, a 20, 30 million plus website that everybody reads and subscribes to. There's also a plethora of um, reporters like us. There are other reporters that work for places like The Athletic, Um, you know, other outlet, uh, other outlets where players have feel like they can be home and feel like they can have a voice to what they have to say. So that's not an issue. That's that is that is the narrative that most people that billionaire statuses are trying to push because they're trying to push that narrative. Well, what are you going to do if you don't have a platform to speak about your message? You always have a platform because you control your own narrative. And we're in the technological age where you can control your own narrative. Hell, we're sitting all right here, not in the comforts of our own homes and offices. Yet we're all on the same show because of technology. It's the same way when it comes to athletes. So to me, it's about economics. The only way you're going to try to take a crack and try to solve this problem is through economics. And as Ashley alluded to earlier, when it comes to taking yourself out of the equation and no longer continue to feed the pig, as it were, meaning to allow the those who are on top to continue to, to profit from your blood, sweat and tears. And you're saying, no, enough is enough until you have until you get involved and get your hands dirty we're no longer going to make you any type of profit and i agree with ashley i think they should all shut it down i think you should shut down the nba shut down major league baseball the mls the wnba and i don't even believe there should be any nfl football not just because of COVID, but because of what's going on in our country and our climate today if you don't get involved revolution has a price to pay and sometimes you have to sacrifice money to jobs. Uh, yeah. I, I just want to say this. It comes I, up to that. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say this. Look, look, revolution does have a price to pay. But we but these millionaires gotta stop acting like the price that they're paying for a revolutionary uh, is, is is that big. Like there have been millions of people throughout the history of time that have perished for revolutions to happen. We've seen millions of black people die at the hands of slavery and at the hands of systemic racism throughout this country. So I I, I understand the quote unquote 
need for them to want to protect their brands. But as I've said it a million times, and me and Pavi, who I'm about to introduce into the show in a second, have screamed at each other and yelled at it to each other about a million times. Who gives a damn about your brand if you don't have civil liberties? Pavi, go ahead, introduce yourself because you've been sitting there waiting patiently. Uh, yeah, where, where, where at in the conversation are you guys? Like where, what? Ashley, ask Pavi your question that you asked us all, go ahead. Well, let me first piggyback off of what Nick said, just because I have spoken to some players since this whole boycott began. And to answer his question... NFL players or NBA players? NBA players I've spoken to. And to answer kind of both his and Cam's question is, the frustration with the players is coming from the fact that unlike when they were in their own cities, in their own homes, in their own environments, they feel almost trapped. So in a sense, you're in a bubble you're limited to the kind of ways that you can get your message across. You can't go out and protest like a lot of these guys were doing for George Floyd and for Breonna Taylor. You can't go to your local news stations. You can't have rallies. You can't, you know, have fun rate. You can't do anything. Even with COVID, there were still things that they were able to do as long as they were social distancing and wearing their mask in their homes, hometowns to be seen, to be visible. Now you're in an environment where it's just you, your team, and your personnel. And you feel like the NBA, in a sense, is almost controlling what you can and cannot do, how you can get your message across. Yes, it's great that the NBA has tried to put this initiative with the jerseys, with the decals, with the constant social media, the social injustice and racial injustice questions. But a lot of guys feel like it's just not enough and we need to be able to do more. And that is where the frustration is coming from and that is why they're considering a lot of guys are considering just calling it quits and just saying look we tried we can't do it there's more important things for us to worry about and we can't do our part from inside the confinements of this bubble and pavi my question to all the men on the panel were was as a black man in this country how are you feeling um i mean i feel the way i always feel i mean i feel like i mean for one i am a person who grew up my grandmother from the south um like she's 90 now you know so i grew up i mean i feel i don't i don't feel any different than what i used to i mean i think it's i think it's more in our faces now because obviously we have you know phones and we have social media so obviously you know things are like more in our face now but as far as like am i gonna have like it's something new no um i feel the way i've always felt i've never felt like you know i was loved by everybody but that's not even really my concern no more so i never felt like uh the law was gonna work the same way for me as it would for, for, for everybody else. This isn't like some wake up call. It's just something that like I've dealt with my whole almost 30 years. Um, so I mean, I guess I feel the way I always felt. I don't feel in any new way, like this is something new. Nah, I feel the way I always felt. Every day I wake up and I know that like my, things can go a little bit different for me because like I'm black fans. I was like, I was like talking to my dad earlier cause he called me out there. And I was like, man, like it's certain places that I wanna go. Like I would wanna go to like Laguna Beach like the past like two, three months. But I'm like, I might be the only black person out there. I don't know if I really want to go there. Or like, I want to like, I really want to go to Utah. Like for whatever reason, I want to go to Utah. But I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to Utah because like, I might have to take me some more black people with me. Like I ain't they tried to, hey, listen, they tried my, to poison Jordan out there. Be careful. Hey, like, hey, 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 wait a minute. No, 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 no. What we don't will not, do it. Hey, wait a minute, Ashley. Really? What we will not do is sit up here and lie like that man was not hungover. If what? five, if five monsters, if five, if five <laughs> monsters show up outside your door with a pizza, you should not eat it. 
I will tell That's Mike to his face that he lied. He's lying. <laughs> He's lying. But as far as um, you know, change goes and getting things to change, I actually think the big thing, um, I, I, I feel like the, the NBA is almost a small fry in this scenario. And I know that might sound kind of like, huh? But the NBA is a small fry in the scenario. I was reading all these articles today about how the NBA's viewership is down, how everybody's worried about the NBA's viewership. And I, and I kept thinking, this is usually the summertime. I'm usually outside right. Right. doing exactly. ratchet stuff outside yeah. Yeah. with my friends instead in the yeah. house from 10 o'clock to, to, to 10 o'clock at night watching NBA games. So I think that even the overreaction to the ratings, I also felt like, a lot of that kind of stuff has slowly probably been leaked out by a lot of people who knew that this was going to come. I like I, I, I genuinely feel like the NBA has been purposefully been um, a, 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 a point of uh, emphasis for a lot of media outlets to target now that they are in this bubble because they have taken such a strong stance. I think the biggest fish in the pond is the NFL. Now, if you want to show me some real difference, we see college football not happening. But college football not happening because of racism, even though all of these players are now coming out saying, hey, it's a lot of racist stuff going on here. I'm not playing here anymore. But even with that being said, if the NFL don't play, then you'll actually hit me. Then, then you'll see me with some actual applause. I think what the NBA guys have done has already from day one, honestly, since, you know, since the days of Bill Russell, has been amazing. And I think that they've always been uh, you know, an agent for change. Even if you think about Oscar Robertson essentially you know, you know, suing the NBA uh, you know, for the ability for them to be able to collectively bargain and, and share in on an equal opportunity profit share of the revenue. So even with that being said, they had to take the NBA to court in order to get that to happen in order for free agency and all these trade, all of this stuff wasn't happening. They were trying to monopolize and marginalize these guys based upon their salary, which is what I understand what the WNBA players meant. I had a little tiff earlier I saw. I was with the like, WNBA Ooh. player. I just want to <laughs> say, I'm not backing down from none of y'all athletes. I don't care what sex you are. Like, Don't say nothing stupid, and then I won't have to respond in that manner because I, I didn't agree with it. But I will say this. I talked to that person, and I can understand the frustrations as to kind of what you were speaking to earlier, Ashley, and, and also John, I'm sorry, excuse me, John, in regards to the WNBA player's salary and their salaries not being high. So they feel as though they can continue to do a good, as good of a job while still earning a living, while promoting their campaign, which I do believe that they have done a masterful job with that campaign. I'm sorry, with that campaign. I feel like Brianna Taylor's name has become synonymous. But also, as my friend, I think it was Lero, tweeted earlier, he was like, all right, cool, we probably know that, uh, you know, Brianna Taylor's killers aren't going to be arrested. So what can we actually do to get done to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And that's kind of how I feel. And I feel as though some of the vitriol aimed at these NBA players for how much money they command, they have to turn the finger to the owners and to the TV companies and the television networks. It's not the players that control their salary. It's the ad companies and the television networks. Go ahead. I even to that, I, but even to, even well, to that point, go ahead, Ashley. I just want to add that this is an, a monumental, historic boycott, though, because the last boycott, speaking of yeah, Bill Russell, Bill was in 1961. Yeah. That was the last time the NBA boycotted, and I believe it had to do 
with um, the killing of Dr. King, I want to say, or the, you know, nah, the, the civil, was it the civil rights? Right? It wasn't Dr. That was King. earlier? It wasn't Dr. Okay. King. Dr. King died after 61. Oh, yeah, no, was, oh, no, oh, no. They boycotted when a restaurant in Lexington, I'm sorry, in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, denied Bill Russell to sit inside. So they boycotted. No, it was during, it was during that, it was during that, yeah, it was during that. It was during that time, but it was because they wouldn't allow Bill Russell to sit at a counter at a restaurant in Lexington. Okay. But so it was during that moment that moment in history. So this is a huge moment for the NBA because it's been decades since something like this has happened. So yes, it may not be the answer to everything, but it is a huge moment for the history of the NBA and the history of sports. Yeah, Cam, go ahead. You had so, a thought. So you, yeah, you touched on kind of what I was going to get at earlier. The NBA, I believe, has been a big proponent of this this issue, fighting social injustice. Right now, the NBA has been a big proponent of that. So when we, when the players are going boycotting, like uh, you guys talk about it hitting their pockets, well, the NBA has been a proponent. So why are we kind of targeting the NBA and their owners because no, of I, yeah, what I we're doing? Yeah, I th- well, I what I was saying earlier, now, Cam, but what I was saying on, earlier on, was specifically on, in relation to what a WNBA player tweeted and deleted about the, you know, the salary differences in relation right, to right. the protests. Well, I mean, that's the I only reason I why still, I brought that up. No, I still, I'm, I still, I still believe that, and I say the NFL. Now, as you mentioned, if the NFL decided to boycott or Major League Baseball decided to boycott, now that's taking it a whole different measure because they haven't been proponents of this social injustice. With they Major League Baseball, they don't want to play any damn way. So I'm, so I'm sure well, they all ready to go home any damn way. And not only that, you got to look at. I mean, first of all, whether it's the NBA, NFL, NHL, and Major League Baseball, it's still an establishment. And you're going against the establishment. I don't care how, you know, moving the NBA has been. The NBA has just been a little smarter in knowing how to get those dollars because we are trillionaire spenders as people. So they know how to work those dollars. And you have a 75-plus percent league that's black. You know how to go ahead and be smart enough to get the the economics order for you to be able to continue to profit because you are chasing the number one sport in the country, which is the NFL, as you are currently a number two. I so, don't think they're chasing them. I think they're in different leagues of their own. I no, think, no, they're, they're chasing you know them. I mean? When I say chase, let me be clear. When I say chase, I mean as far as get, get, getting more pop, getting more viewership. They're ranking. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're ranking. I, I, I feel I like mean, I don't think I don't think they can. I don't. But, I, I think it's not a race. Like that's like you no, racing. Is. That's like you racing your twenty-one year old brother when you're twelve. You getting burnt. You're not you're gonna getting, win. You're going not gonna you win. Like the, you still try. You yeah, still you still try. try. But the NBA is not gonna catch the NFL. The NFL is a mammoth. They, they, if they, the no, mammoth no. goes down, then you'll hear me give some. You know what I mean? Problem. Here's the problem economically. When you look at the NFL, if the NFL continues to continue to be greedy as they've been and hemorrhaging money as they've been in the next 15, 10 to fifteen years. They could be losing so much money that if the NBA continues to be on an incline, they can't catch up to the NFL. It's not far-fetched. I mean, you look at the 90s when baseball was the number one sport in the late 80s, early 90s, and then the NFL caught up into being the number one sport in this country. So it, it can happen at some point. It's just making sure that you make calculated steps. This is, back to, yeah. this is getting, break, well, well, this is breaking news at least five minutes yeah. ago. Shams tweeted that sources say that the Lakers and the Clippers um, have voted to boycott the NBA season most other teams voted to continue. LeBron James has exited the meeting. What oh, are your wow. thoughts on that? What are your well, thoughts on that? What are your so, thoughts on that? If the Lakers yeah. and the Clippers have voted, and Nick, you have been a person that has been a little bit critical of LeBron. What are your thoughts on this? 
first of all, I'm shocked that LeBron went along with it. Now, right. the, the fact the fact because LeBron was a was a proponent of the season getting restarted to begin with because he know his window was tighter yeah, than an anorexic yeah. model. According so, to Shams, uh, uh, well, at, let me read I mean, this really quickly. According to Shams, Shams says uh, sources every team besides the Lakers and Clippers voted to continue playing. Uh, uh, LeBron James said in the meeting he wants the owners to be more involved slash take more action. So, I mean, hey, we've I've been asking Bron, put your pedal to the metal. Cool, because I've also been saying these same NBA owners are still donating money to Donald Trump at the same time while all this is going on. Thank you. And that's what I and that's and that's the problem. That's why I said if if this is just getting back to Cam's point earlier, if this just if this is just a boycott for one day, two days or three days, what is the end result? If you're not going to just completely eradicate the season and say, okay, here's our 10 point plan, something that Kyrie Irving and other players were trying to come up with before this bubble got underway. If you don't have a 10 point plan or a five point plan, whatever it is to say, hey, these are our list of demands. If you can meet 70 percent of these demands, then we'll go ahead and we see that you're serious. But if there's no plan of action post, you know, knocking off a couple of games, then it's nothing but emotional. It's nothing but e emotional movement, which does absolutely nothing. So if the yeah. players go back to play in a couple of days, then this is all for nothing. And and no disrespect to your show, TP, and, and no, I'm not saying like that. Not, but this I, show will be on, for man. nothing because everything that we're saying, all the information that everybody is is gathering and disseminating, that's intelligent and that's knowledgeable on this show, is going to be for nothing. Because if these players don't step up to who have the real power and realize, look, this is not the time, this is not the place. And if you don't, if you succumb to or the owners are going to pacify you with one or two trinkets as they as they've been known to do in times past then you did this all for nothing and i haven't i have little i have i have lost respect for nba players that talk all that oh we're here for social justice because you're yeah. not here for social don't justice. don't have a malcolm x book don't have mistake. a malcolm x book in the pictures if you're not really about that Come action on. go ahead Ashley. Yeah. i've heard you a few times try to interject go ahead ashley well, I actually had the opportunity to speak to some players who I won't name prior to this 8 p.m. meeting that went down in the bubble. And I can say that I'm not in the slightest surprised by the Clippers. They were one of the teams that were very vocal before this meeting that they did not want to resume this season. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George being two of those players. Lou Will, I heard, also was very vocal about this is enough is enough. You know, he was one of the players before the NBA restart who was kind of 50-50 about even going. He said it was going to be something that he didn't feel was the proper type of distraction. You know, he felt that our their services, when it comes to, you know, their platforms and their notoriety could be used elsewhere. So I'm not in the slightest um, surprised by the Clippers. Now, the Lakers is a little bit more surprising to me just because LeBron was so vocal about this NBA restart. But... Seeing how vocal he has been, you know, normally he goes zero dark 30 during the playoffs and he has completely just abandoned that and has been very vocal about what's going on. And with this being a voting year and him launching that initiative more than a vote, it makes sense that if you are, and I tweeted this earlier, if you are the face of this league and you are the leader of this league like LeBron James is, until he decides to retire, it is up to you to set the initiative of what you want and what kind of changes you want to see. And if LeBron was you know, doing anything opposite of what he tweets about and what he promotes and what he speaks, it was going to look a certain type of way. And I think this is a huge moment for LeBron James and his legacy because it shows that he doesn't just talk the talk, he walks the walk. And when LeBron says he's out, 
everybody follows. It's a domino effect. So yeah, I, I agree. Pat yeah, Bev kind of spoke to that. Go ahead, John W. If they do this, if they leave, and even if they stay, the first thing they have to do is within the next 70 days is they really have to get on this everybody vote platform because that's the first thing this is what they should have been on i mean they have the face mask that say vote which doc loves to wear and no offense to doc but you got doc i think i think i think doc rivers last night i you know you know i'll put it this way and and i and and i'm gonna say something really really quickly and i'm gonna allow Mm -hmm. you to finish with that point in terms of the vote part because i'm just gonna say this right i've seen doc rivers many a times this season get ready to you know you know to speak and talk about basketball and then a reporter asked him about something that is going on in the social justice realm he gets extremely emotional and me personally even though i'm usually one of the first people in the pressers with my hand up to ask a question which is the reason why i'm always asking questions to those guys i literally will take my hand down because I don't care about a basketball question after you just talked about black people getting murdered in the street by cops or or about the protests that are going on or about the riots that are currently happening or about anything that's going on or about getting out there to vote. I feel like after that, basketball is so much less of something that I want to you know ask about. And like reporters always say, well, well, Doc, I hate to ask you about basketball, but let me ask you about basketball. It's like, well, then you don't hate to ask him about basketball. You want to ask him about basketball when he's talking about some real shit that's going on. Go ahead, John. All I want to say is what comes before one, zero. Point zero has to be voting. Like that's what they're going to have to focus on between now and November 3rd. And not just the national election, but state and local elections too, because that is how they're going to truly create change. Like, Yes, you know, somebody like Jalen Brown tweeted that he wanted to go out and protest. Yeah, he can. Yeah. But he really has to go out and encourage people who look like him and who are his age and who live in the Atlanta, Georgia area where he's from to go out and vote. That's yeah. what he has I, to do. Yeah. And, I, then, and then after that, then you can really start to get into in 2021, you can start to get into your 10 point action plan and your call to actions and things like that. But there's something monumental that has to be done right now that is of the utmost urgency. Yeah. Well, hold on one second. I'm going to let Ashley say what she has to say really quickly. And then, Nick, go ahead, because I know you have a question. Go ahead, Ashley. I think it's also important. You know, this just came out as well, that the Lakers and the Clippers were the only teams to vote to boycott the remainder of the season. All remaining NBA teams wanted to continue. So with that being said, it's going to be interesting how the NBA handles the situation, because if the leader of the NBA, the face of the NBA, LeBron James says, look, I boycott to end this season. And the Clippers, from what I'm reading, walked out with LeBron LeBron when he made this proclamation. And the remaining teams, Giannis Haslam posed the question, well, if those two are out, what about the rest of us? It's going to be interesting to see if the NBA continues without LeBron and the Clippers, that is going to be a topic of conversation because you had two teams who were very vocal about wanting to end this season and you chose to continue it anyway. Now there's going to be an argument. Well, LeBron and the Clippers and LeBron and the Lakers and the Clippers aren't the only two teams in the NBA. What about the rest of the guys? But what does that say if you continue a season that the face of the league was very adamant about not wanting to finish because I mean, of what's going on in our country? I mean, well, they could also change well, their mind. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who was the they face? Of, hold a minute, hold a wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who was the face of the league that was adamant about not wanting? Oh, okay, you talking about LeBron? LeBron, as of today. current. 
as of well, today yeah, but, this is, yeah, but this is also part of my issue with this and i'm not gonna go in a tit for tat in terms of who's more righteous or who's more not but i also feel what's lost in all of the drama is that the milwaukee bucks are the story because they are the ones that actually put their nuts on the line as fred van vliet uh, said and, and and made it happen the orlando magic were out there on on the court ready to go home after they got their ass whooped in game four the milwaukee bucks could have gone out and won and advanced to the next round and they are the number one team in the nba and i feel like in all of this the story will continue to be about the lakers and the clippers when we have to look at collectively what all of these guys have done in terms of you know in terms of making the first move and although i give lebron credit and the clippers players credit for saying that they don't want to continue the season i also want to make sure that those other guys that sat out there today that actually started this thing still get the proper credit within the context that they deserve because i also feel like this is going to turn into a lebron fest which is all about marketing which i'm sick of seeing the damn marketing Show me some actuality instead of marketing, which is really what we've all been getting from the NBA. We we've also, been getting marketing, literally marketing. When you see billionaires telling you that they're going to give you $10 million or $25 million a year when they're making five, six billion, that's marketing. Well, it's that, amazing marketing. But go ahead, John. First of all, the, again, the Milwaukee Bucks are the home team in this situation. They are from Wisconsin. They are closest yes. to it. They have a teammate, Sterling Brown, who had something like this happen to him by police. So they have that example. And then second of all, um, I mean, no offense to LeBron, but LeBron is essentially a billionaire already. Yeah. I don't think that matters. Mm, I don't I think I, it does. No, I don't think that matters at all. I don't think- You what don't think it matters? Why? I don't think his net worth matters in the sense of social injustice and racial inequality. I think that if anything, it helps the situation. If anything, it allows him a platform bigger than his peers in some sense, but I don't think his pocket matters. And people are gonna say, well, he's doing it because it's a good look for his brand and he's a social activist. And none of that matters in this situation. And, and I'm passionate about this because it wasn't too long ago that we were pleading with athletes in all leagues and all associations to use their platform for things that benefited people other than themselves and their immediate circles. And that time has come. We're yeah, looking but at they've it right essentially now. already benefited themselves by going into this bubble. This is going to send their next CBA up into hell and high water. But guess what? They still have an argument for at least having gone and played as much as they have in terms of their future litigation that they will have to deal with the people with in regards to the television spots. Because honestly, all of this, as I've said, is about money. And that's what I've learned about Hollywood. If you follow the money, Life. everything goes, it's very simple. And the simple fact of the matter is, if the NBA didn't finish this season, they would have lost $1.3 billion in revenue and it would have sent their collective bargaining agreement back into basically um, a renewal where they would have had to renegotiate it. They essentially have the 50-50 split or the closer to even split with the owners right now in terms of revenue split if it has to go back into a new negotiation 
after we faced the deficit with COVID and the pandemic and them boycotting a season and them missing out on their television revenue, the players are the one that, you know, that the ones that would have missed out on tons and tons of revenue. So they have covered their ass a little bit. I'm not going to act like they haven't, but it allows, but also, like I said to Troy Brown Jr. today, I think the ones that have gone there have done a great job with making their platform known. Honestly, I'm more so pissed off at the ones that aren't there because I ain't been hearing nothing from them. And they sit at home tweeting all day talking about they want to go practice in Chicago. For what? For what? That, that's For kind what? of my point. That's kind For of been my what? point. So this that's is about money. Point. It's about money because if it wasn't about money, they wouldn't have returned in the first place. Because no, they had to know that they weren't going to stop a cop from shooting another black person by them going back to play basketball and putting I, a decal on the court. Like, I, I, it, it followed the money. It, that, it, that's, it, that's it, it was about the money, and now they feel as though their their self-interests are bigger than the money, and now they want to act. And I'm oh, fine wait, with wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. But, it, but let's not act like they ain't been following the money. That's totally unfair. It's not unfair. Follow the money. Follow the money. In history, follow the money. Hold on. Cam said something before you pavy but go ahead cam and then pavy go my point wasn't necessarily about the money but my point is when these guys go home go to their individual markets what what are they going to do i mean what what's the action behind what they're doing to continue the to continue the process to continue to continue to fight for social justice i don't think their platform is big as big as the eyes that are following in the nba playoffs than when they go to the individual markets for for a very few of them it is they they do as they have the technology as as Nick mentioned earlier. But when they go back to their individual markets, the only people going to be paying any attention to them are the people who actually care about them. Um, outside yeah, but of those are the black public. people that you need to get up and get out to vote, and the ones well, that usually I mean, might be lax about it. I'm I'm just I being mean, honest. We yeah, know yeah, everybody right. don't always vote, so even if you can sway three, four votes, it matters. Like that's yeah. the point. It matters. It really does but matter. Can, go ahead, they, can, they can probably they can probably sway. Uh, seven or eight to ten votes by being in, in the bubble and having having their conversation. Yeah, they're going to get 100,000 retweets and then we're going to see another video of something else happening and then they're going to say they're mad and they're going to boycott another game. And then what happens, they boycott a finals game and then it's just bigger than a playoff game. Pavi, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, um, as far as like following the money, I mean, I've, I've learned that not even just sports, most Pavi. things, most things. What's up? You can't hear me? I can hear you, Pavi. Go okay. ahead. Um, um, as far as like following the money, I've just learned that like most things in life revolve. I mean, unfortunately, they just do revolve around money. So that's neither um, here nor there for me. I think that the decision not to play, I think, to be honest, it's a pretty easy decision for a lot of guys. Like, I'm actually not shocked the Clippers decided not to play, especially when a guy like PG goes on TV and say he was dealing with mental health issues. So, I mean, you put that on top of the fact of what's going on in, 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 in American guys being like away from their families. I think it's an easy decision for, you know, some guys. LeBron, Outside of the fact that you know there's social unrest right now, he has what three kids and a wife, yeah, that he probably wants to be there for. I know the Clippers, a lot of people are dealing with death, they probably don't want to be stuck in Orlando down there for three, four months. So, I think it's a pretty easy decision for some of the guys, and I'm not really shocked that that's what they voted to do. I'm just not because, again, there's so much going on. I'm just not, I think, yeah, hold on, Ashley. Nick had uh, you know, Nick had a question for the panel. Go ahead. What was the question? No, let Ashley go ahead. No, okay, go I, ahead. I'll follow her. I, I just want to say that I think the 
claim of following the the money is so unfair. You know, these guys, first of all, not everyone's making LeBron James money. Some of these guys have families to take care of. They yeah, have a lot of people to follow the money. They have, that's exactly they have why you follow of, the money. No, they but they have a, listen, money. listen, listen. They have a lot of people depending on them. And like I said, in the beginning, when they had this Zoom call before the NBA restart, there were guys who were split. I don't want to go into the bubble. There were guys that say, hey, let's give it a shot. Let's see what we can do. And they tried. They went into this wanting to resume the season, whether or not there were claim there were ideologies of, you know, the money and whatever. They did go into the season wanting to play basketball, but also continue spreading awareness, continue the fight. And two months in, they see everything that has happened, everything that they have done, and they said, it is not enough. It is not working. So the claim of they went in there for the wrong reasons and it was just, oh, it's not fair. No, no, they tried it and they didn't do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You completely misconstrued what I said. I did not say they went in there for the wrong reasons. You said they're following the money. Yes, because it's the truth. They are following the money, but protecting your self-interest doesn't mean you're doing it for the wrong reasons everyone protects their self-interest that's why i got homies and cousins in chicago that's still running the streets and doing wild stuff because they're protecting their self-interest i can wait a minute wait a minute but let me finish let me finish let me finish but i can judge them and i do judge them and i do try to help them out when i can and, and offer guidance but but that also doesn't mean that i don't understand the reason as to why they made the decision i talked to tory brown jr early and i was like i was never mad at them for coming back but also don't tell me it's not about money with you coming back because these guys with the same clips that we repost and they get hundreds of thousands of views that of 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 recorded zoom calls they can get hundreds of thousands of views of those guys making those same videos and doing the same stuff so it is about money because like if it isn't about money then do what drew holiday did and give the paycheck to the community where it belongs if it and i understand they have people to take care of but it but 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 even with that it's about them protecting their self-interest and their self-interest is money and if your self-interest is money it's money that don't make it wrong it just make it your self-interest it really does go ahead nick I mean, am I? I mean, it is. If that's I mean, your self interest, is, it's your self interest. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think money is part of the equation. I think money is always part of the equation. But also, like these guys do love basketball. They probably actually did want to go play. Also, me, I was never against them going to play. I feel like if you want to play, then go play. I'm not gonna judge you for want to play a sport you love. Also, want to earn money. And if you want to sit out, then sit out. I'm not gonna judge you either way. I didn't have an opinion about it honestly either way. In my personal opinion. And now, if you got to the point where you feel like, you know what, we want to be around our families, we aren't doing enough, that's perfectly okay too. And also, I thought that going to the bubble could be useful. And I think that they made the right decision to go, in my opinion, because you get a moment like this. I think that this is a powerful moment, something that we'll talk about probably forever. When you go back in the history books and you, and you do your 2020 thing, the fact that they stopped the season for social yeah, but I mean, we would have talked about it even more if they would have decided not to play basketball. I don't know about no, that. No, it wouldn't have. Who knows? Oh, we'll never know. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Baseball, when it came back, a lot of these sports would not have returned if the NBA didn't return. The baseball came back and was like, we don't even need a bubble. We just going to try to flex schedule it and make it work. And we see how how catastrophic it was. The NBA has honestly been the only glimmer of hope as as relates to playing sports throughout this pandemic, which is WNBA also still too. going on at the same time. Yes, but yes, but the NBA owns the WNBA. It's all the same conglomerate. Yeah, that's true. It's all the same conglomerate. So they're not going to allow the WNBA players not to be tested at the same rate or level at the NBA players. They're all the same conglomerate. So when I speak of the NBA, I speak about the leagues as a whole. They're all of their subsidiaries. Well, the NBA is, as a whole. There Go is ahead. one thing that they did that made their wobble, their WNBA bubble a little better is 
for players that have five years or more experience, they allowed them to bring a partner, which mm-hmm. could be, you know, girlfriend, yeah. boyfriend, yeah. husband, grandparent, and they got to bring their kids. Mm-hmm. So maybe NBA players might be in a better mental space if they had familiar or family support with them the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think all of this to me personally is just more so about mental health than it is about anything because even I wanted to bring it up earlier. It's like when I saw him get shot, like, I mean, I, I reacted and I, it viscerally hurt me and almost brought tears to my eyes. But I was like, all right, is, is, he, is he dead? Is he murdered? Is he? And then when I found out he wasn't murdered, I was like, oh, thank God he was alive. And I kind of breathed a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. And like usually, like, you know, for example, seeing that George Floyd video, that, you know, that video crushed me. Like I cried literally for almost like two weeks behind that video because I've, I've been saying my whole life, like the only one of the main reasons I don't want to have children is because like I know how tough it is for a young black man to grow up in this world and I don't want to have to deal with my son being murdered at the hands of anybody let alone the very people that are meant to serve and protect him and so like me personally I've always been like ah because also I'm the type of person where I like having control in situations and being able to navigate them and when you have children and things of that sort Nick obviously you know about it because you're a father you can't control all those aspects and even Chris Webber who usually is to me the worst announcer on television you know had the most eloquent and an amazing thing to kind of speak and talk about when he spoke um you know you know you know during the TNT broadcast and he spoke how he had to essentially kind of explain what was going on to I believe it was his nephew that was learning disabled um and kind of why there won't be any basketball today and even thinking about that those moments are heartbreaking and I'm and as I've said before I'm not faulting the players for going back protect your self-interest I still go to work every day and ain't nobody judging me if somebody you could be telling me hey you need to boycott but also I don't work for I don't work for billionaires that's supporting Donald Trump so at the same time I have at least a half a leg to stand on because and literally, this man get elected. They donate million dollars to his plates and to his, um, uh, uh, you know, election dinners. But then you haven't heard from any of these owners, but Mark Cuban. So I'm still confused. I'm so still confused. Only, we've only heard. We've only Nick, heard. You go from first. Two yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you go uh, first. Go first. We've only heard from two owners: Steve Ballmer and and Mark Cuban. Oh yeah, Steve right? Ballmer. I forgot about Steve Ballmer. And I say this. Let me. Let me. I, I, I'll kind of piggyback off of what Ashley and. I uh, forgot whoever said this. We live in a capitalistic society, right? We're all capitalists on this panel. Every one of yeah. us are capitalists in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, right. I'm a capitalist. So when you talk about you talk about voting, what good is voting when you don't have two things? One, a plan. Two, economics. And the problem with voting is, and I, I tell people, the most power you'll ever have is on a state and local level. The national stuff. It is what it is. Yeah, but hold on. Give me one second. Uh, I know Cam has to go. So, Cam, go ahead. Get your plug in real quick before you get out of here. Voice of the fans on YouTube. Voice of the fan, Voice of fans on Instagram. Voice of the fans on Twitter. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, I appreciate the, um, I appreciate the banner. Appreciate all you guys. Look forward to working with you guys and talking to you guys soon. Hey, thank you right. for the invite. Thanks, Cam. Have a good night. All right, Nick. Sorry about that. Go ahead. No, all good. So, when you look at what if there's no plan for voting like see the whole plan for voting in in a lot of these nba players and not just nba mm-hmm. players i don't want to just harp on them but there's other athletes and and other people in upper echelons that make millions if not billions of dollars oh yeah the whole point of our community or neighborhoods i say because i don't think we have a community but the fact that we don't put our money behind our vote and the, and the moment we start putting the money behind the vote meaning when you go to your to your mayor or you voting for a city council person or a supervisor or a lieutenant governor or governor 
you put your money behind them you get results and the same thing can happen with these nba players if they started putting money behind certain candidates and saying okay look we're going to use our influence and our money to put you in office but here's our list of demands if you do not meet these lists of integrity i mean the same uh uh initiative that we got you to get get you into office is the same way we're gonna kick your ass out period point blank and until they start doing things like that yeah it's great to boycott and it's great to show some solidarity as ashley uh you know presented earlier about the clippers and the lakers you know voting against you know not resuming play but unless they move as a collective and i'm saying the entire nba players association moves as a collective and say okay the money that we were going to make with the rest of this season, we're going to put that various candidates in our own backyards to ensure that we don't we can change these laws that protect these cops. That we're going to make sure that we put money behind breaking up these unions, as Doc Rivers said last night. Also, too, making sure that we put laws on the books against these police officers and these and these police departments to say, hey, we're going to we're going to knock out 60 to 70 percent of your pension if you're caught doing what you did to Jacob Blake or Ramon Lopez or anybody else of that magnitude when you're when you're accused of, of shooting somebody unarmed. When you start seeing those types of moves being made, it's not going to end police brutality or racism or whatever it is, but it will curtail it enough where people start waking up and, st- and some serious change will be made. Until we start seeing that, we can all talk about, oh, the NBA players should not boycott, boycott, should do this and do that. But until they put their money, because this is, again, this is a, this is about capital. Until you put your money behind somebody and start to force them to, to put their feet to the fire and force them to meet your demands, ain't nothing going to change because it's a structure that's been in place for 400 plus years. Nick, yeah. you know what you need for need with that, though, Nick? You need selfless awareness to do that. And you gain that with age. Like when you're in your 30s, you can think like that. But if you're young, well, I won't say all people, but for some people, when they're younger, they're just they're. They just think about themselves so they don't really have that selfless awareness yet so if they do have leadership in the wnba or the yeah, nba or whatever sports that, league yeah i'm saying if, if they the have nba boycotts mm-hmm. does it does this and then also this is a question for you too ashley if the nba boycotts do you both think that this puts pressure on the wnba to boycott and if you are the wnba as so as we've seen earlier the frustrations that i had on the internet and i'm not gonna say her name because we you know you know we spoke our piece privately and we cool so i'm cool on that but what are your thoughts on that you know john and then ashley i would love to hear your thoughts on it well the first thing about it is first of all the wnba technically started their season before the nba they have been playing independent of them they have their own separate bubble everything like that but what they did today on wednesday is they followed in solidarity with the nba union and they've talked about the president of the union is neka agumake who plays for the la sparks she's talked about being in solidarity with the nba players association which is the players union so i think what they're going to do is they're really going to talk so chris paul is going to have to talk to NECA now. I don't know what their relationship is, but those two are going to have to talk and they're going to have to speak collectively kind of with what their groups are talking about. And they're going to have to come to a collective decision because like you said, the NBA does technically own the WNBA. If you look up the WNBA's root website, all of it goes back to the NBA, just like all the teams go back to the NBA. So it is a part of that. It is not its own separate entity. So it would be very hard for the WNBA 
to play if the NBA wasn't playing. But I'm still not convinced, even though the Clippers and the Lakers said what they said, I'm still not convinced that they wouldn't change their mind and continue and try to play the rest of this season. The problem with the NBA is they're just getting started in the playoffs and their season is so long. For the WNBA, four of their teams were only yeah. going to play two months yeah, it's like because a, they it's weren't like even going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Right, they weren't even going to make the playoffs and it was going to be about a month-long playoffs. The WNBA season was only going to be three months and that was mm-hmm. all the way to the championship. The NBA season was how long in their bubble? Yeah. Five, four yeah. and a half, five yeah. months, and yeah. then another month break to play again. Yeah. And then we're talking about the mentality of some of the players when they really feel isolated and they don't have their families around, they don't have their loved ones around. So it's yeah. just totally different situations. And the WNBA, I personally think that they've done a really good job with their social justice initiative. Like mm-hmm. every week, first of all, they have Breonna Taylor's name on their jerseys. And then every week they're picking a different one. And then every week they're talking to family members from those people. So they talk to Breonna Taylor's mom. They talk to Sandra Bland's sister. They talk to Michelle Cousseau from Phoenix's mother. They talk to the professor who essentially started and pushed for the Say Her Name or Say Her Name movement. Mm-hmm. So like they have been doing things, but unfortunately it's the WNBA. So it's it's going to have a smaller footprint and it's going to make a smaller impact, but it doesn't mean what they're not doing isn't making an impact okay Ashley. and if and if they oh, stop sorry john i don't sorry. know Ashley. yeah Ashley, go ahead what do you think about that do you think that this forces or puts pressure on the wnba to cancel their season and also do you feel that that's fair i think the wnba you know piggybacking off of what john said has been instrumental in vocalizing their disgust and their unhappiness and advocating for change when it comes to social injustice and racial inequality they have in a sense um, been the leaders in this. I think a lot of times we look at the NBA because they're the bigger association, but the WNBA should not be pushed to the side. They have done a tremendous job since the beginning of this restart. I think that it is going to be unfair that they're going to be kind of looked at as, you know, what is the NBA going to do and how is the WNBA? Are they going to match? I think that is unfair, but I think that's a very real reality. Um, like I said, I think we should just shut it all down. That's just my actual, Mm -hmm. you know, I really feel passionate about that's my opinion, but looking at, you know, the NBA, I think, you know, it's powerful to, to realize that the Lakers right now, whether you're a Lakers fan or not, whether you're rooting for the Clippers or not, the Lakers have a real shot and the Clippers have a real shot to win this title. One of the two. And I think that it's instrumental, especially when it comes to LeBron, especially when it comes to the fact that he is always, whether or not you think he is or whether or not he actually is, chasing Jordan and being the greatest. Every ring from this point forward counts in terms of his legacy. And I think the fact that he was willing to push that aside and say, no, we're ending this season and this is how I feel speaks volumes. And I think it's important to, yes, you know, the NBA restart, Part of it had to do with money, but I think you also have to look at the fact that these players, these teams as a whole, gave their owners, gave their individual franchise the opportunity, gave the league the opportunity to do right by them and to do right by their initiative of social fighting for social equality and racial equality. And now we are at a crossroad where it is not enough. 
So now you look at your billionaire owners and you look at the guys who sign the checks and who make the most money off of your talents and your notoriety. And you say, what are you going to do for me now? And that's going to be the situation that we're in. And that's going to be interesting to see how the different teams and how the leaders in this association, in this association go about advocating for that because now the ball is in their court because they've already made it known that if you do not meet my mean, if you do not meet my demands in restructuring what we're doing here in this restart, in this bubble, I am prepared to walk away. And I think all teams should follow suit for that. I don't think it should just be the Lakers and the Clippers. You guys, before you were NBA players, you were black men in America. And the only thing separating you from a Jacob Blake or a George Floyd or a Trayvon Martin at the end of the day is your pocket and your notoriety and you know your fame and your for all of that. That's the only thing that separates you from them. So what is more important to you? Trying to fight for a championship or trying to fight for a better world for you to live in, for your children to live in, for their children? It is bigger than basketball, it is bigger than sports. And I say shut it all down. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, can I ask? Can yeah. I ask what exactly. what Pavy right. and Nick it's think ironic. about it too? Because they both cover the WNBA yeah. as well. I mean, I think it's ironic the fact that they decided to boycott on the day that Colin Kaepernick took his first knee against. Oh, can I also say this? Because Shams just and, tweeted this. He tweeted well at least about ten minutes ago, fifteen minutes ago, that according to his sources, there were some frustrations in the meeting towards the Bucks blindsiding on them with the walkout plan. The Bucks George Hill admitted to being the first person to spark the conversation for the pregame boycott, um, according to uh, you know teammate sources. So I think that even George with that, Hill you don't, publicly you said don't, it after you, his his last interview. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah, yeah, he, but you don't even. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like you don't even, you, like you don't even see any unity or solidarity there. That's that's but part you, of the issue. If that you is listen to issue. Doc Rivers post game after the after the Clippers Mavs series game after their game, you could see the frustration in his face, and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to read between the lines. You can sense something was coming. I sensed something was coming. Did I know uh, it was going to be of this magnitude? Did uh, I know it was going to be I, of this magnitude? I, I, I no, with that. something was coming. I disagree with that, and I'll tell you why I disagree with that because I've heard Doc at least ten times this year say say that our job is to do our job, and that us not playing is basically unfair to the guys out there that would really like to be going out there actually playing basketball and actually enjoy themselves like you know what i mean he said he even said last night he's like i'm supposed to just be a basketball coach but but yet i have to be basically a spokesperson on social justice and what's going on like we're just supposed to be a basketball team he said this numerous times he's alluded to the fact that he wants his players to go out there and experience the joy of what happens and what it will come with this season and that he doesn't believe that it's fair to them for them to have to cancel it. So I am very no. surprised to hear Doc Rivers uh, uh, or the Clippers be on side of this. I think Lou Will and the players were, but honestly, Doc said so much as last night, I could pull up a clip of him saying that I, I don't think it's fair for us to steal these guys' dreams. And that's literally what he said. I think you you misconstrued the meaning behind that because yeah. how I took it was when he was speaking about Jacob Blake and everything going on in our social climate, if you will, he was saying, I'm supposed to just be a basketball coach, meaning I shouldn't be having this conversations, meaning this should not be happening. And every single time I have to have this conversation, it's because there is no end to it. So he's not saying it like, I just want my guys to go out there and ignore no, what's going on. I don't think that's why he said that. No, he's that's saying not what I'm saying. It out of, 
Yeah, but just because you say that out of frustration, that doesn't mean that also you haven't mimicked similar statements all year long. Like, had Doc Rivers not said multiple times this year that he would prefer for his guys to continue to go out and finish the season despite everything that's going out on, on because he feels personally that they've worked hard for this, then I would agree with you. I'm not saying that he isn't frustrated. I believe Doc is frustrated. It hurts me personally to know Doc personally and to see him you're going to see his eyes well up with tears getting ready to cry because it makes me emotional. But the truth of the matter is he said numerous times this year that he believes that these guys have worked hard and tirelessly, that they've sacrificed to come to this bubble and make these sacrifices. And he believes that essentially what's going on by the racists and the bigots is essentially kind of stealing these guys joy away when this shouldn't be their responsibility. But this is also the reason why I've said numerous times, I don't think any of this stuff should have been put on any of it. I don't think the Black Lives Matter should have been put on the court. It shouldn't have put on the jerk. It shouldn't have been put on nothing. If you're gonna, if you're gonna make the game political, then make it political and, and dive in head first. If you're gonna play powder puff politics, then play powder puff politics and just put decals on the court. I don't think it yes, didn't help just- anyone. It didn't like like it just led you to it just led you to this road in which you are down going down right now. It is politics. You want to wise politics? No, wait a minute. Do you want to wise politics? You want to wise politics? Because when players like Michael Porter Jr. say pray for the people that are out here committing these sins, people send him death threats. And they tell him, oh, well, fuck you. You're a MAGA porter. It is politics. That's bullshit. No, it's politics. It is no, politics. It's, not, it's not, politics. Not, when you have not. LeBron James tweeting the president calling him a bum, it's you're involved it's in politics. How is it not? How are you not involved in politics when you when you frequently involve yourself with things that go on in politics? Let me explain. Let me answer your question. You put that out there. So let me answer your question. It's not politics because it's a life because all in all first of all it's not lebron james tweeting 45 about calling him a bum if if my memory serves me correctly did donald trump not call the nfl players sons of bitches yeah okay he called them out so he called them out so what are you supposed to do just like if somebody calls you out you're gonna want to retaliate as well just like yeah, you but lebron james earlier. is not an nfl player he's not an nfl player so if he becomes the spokesperson for other ones is he not taking that leadership role go ahead let me finish what i'm my, my point is simply this it's not politics when you live in this life every day as a black person okay you have certain responsibilities and duties that we don't have that our counterparts don't have that we have okay even us in the media have certain other responsibilities that our counterparts don't have so when you're talking about issues that happen to be going on in our society and you don't speak about those issues that's when you get crucified my uh, the, the 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 player that you just mentioned he was on some sambo shit nobody wanted to hear about that because it's not it's not about what's going on right now people are dying in the streets at the and and they are innocent victims to these police officers that hold up that hide behind a badge and a gun so nobody wants to hear about praying for this and praying for that man less singing and more swinging according to malcolm x and that's what people are on right now i mean they don't yeah, want to but we can't expect stuff. everybody to want to so, be as radical saying, as we are he they, michael they, they, is they, also they, a young guy He's listen, a young guy. Listen, listen, yeah, but, I, but this is also I, the thing. But this is also the thing that I don't. But this is also this no is why comment. I said they're getting into politics. Because honestly, it kind of gets politics. into politics and it gets to religion. Because if he's no. a devout Christian oh. and that's the way, no, no, don't, don't, don't all man this. It's the to the truth. Dude. It's the truth. 
It, gets not, a, it, it is it, the it, truth. So if he is a devout Christian, and as a devout Christian, he is saying, pray for your enemies. You can't tell this man, oh, well, you being a sandboy, you being a coon. Because it's counterproductive to the movement, bro. That don't mean that that ain't what that man believe in. It's people that believe in. It's about you getting a mic put in your face. Okay. He didn't get a mic put in his face. He tweeted it on Twitter and people responded to him with vitriol. Okay, well, if it, so this is back to my point. If it's still a microphone, if it's still a microphone, then why do they need the NBA floors then? If it's still a microphone, why do they need the NBA I'm just saying. Listen, listen, let me, let me, let me The dude that just got off the show, that just got off the show said that. I didn't say that. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. See, Cam out here. Cam, Cam catching you slander. Sorry. Go ahead, let me interject in this. Let me start by saying I believe just like, you know, people like Myers Leonard decided to stand for the national anthem and did not kneel, just like, you know, um, Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic spoke what he had to say. I don't have an issue with people doing what feels right to them. I want to make that very clear. I don't have an issue with that. Not everybody's going to feel the same way about everything. If your religion makes you want to approach this matter differently, that is fine. If your connection to the national anthem makes you want to approach this matter differently and you do not want to kneel, that is fine. Well, but- I will say this. I, 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 the only thing that I, the only thing I don't agree with is the national anthem thing because the national anthem thing conflates something that is not a part of the same thing, if that makes sense. I okay. think that, that and, and, and this is the only thing, like with Myers Leonard, I was a little bit upset with him because I think it's why? bigger, because because the anthem, the reason why he wouldn't stand for it is because it's disrespecting our flag and our troops. That's not what it's about. So you're conflating something that someone else has used oh. to tarnish oh. this man's agenda with something that was not a part of his original protest. So with but- the other guys and even with Coach Pop saying like, I'm old or whatever, I can't get down there. I understand it. I'm not mad at those guys, but I do feel like the anthem is different than a devout Christian saying something about God. I just, I'm sorry, let I me, do. Let but, me, but let me, let me, go ahead, go ahead, Ashley, go ahead, go ahead. If the protest, Kaepernick's protest, and it it gets lost in translation, that was never about the anthem. Therefore, Myers Leonard standing for the anthem does not make or break the movement. It has, they're two totally different things. If he feels a connection to it because his brother and his father and his family members serve in the service, that does not mean that he cannot stand with his black brothers and sisters in advocating for change. The two things are not related. So for you to say you feel a type of way about that's fine, but the two are not related. Kaepernick's protest was never about was never about the anthem. It's no different than somebody saying who is a devout a devout Christian I know saying, his "Listen, I was not about the anthem." That's my point. So then, point. Why, does it ma- why does it that's, matter whether or not he stands? That's for That's my it? point because he's bringing up the military and the flag in an instance when the protest is not about the anthem. The protest is about the gesture during the anthem, which the is question, supposed to bring attention to what is going on. It's not about uh, veterans and all that we've heard numerous police take uh, uh i mean we've seen them uh, uh we've also seen numerous veterans say that they stand with colin kaepernick so it's not about the veterans that's the issue that i take with it because it conflates the issue about veterans and the military personnel when this issue is not about military personnel because my girl uh, you know my girl her family is uh all military personnel i ain't heard none of them complain about anyone taking a knee or saying that it was disrespecting the work that they did in the service her dad served in desert storm he's not saying anyone is disrespecting what he did so i think it's conflating the two issues and putting them 
together no. when they were not when they when they aren't the same thing. The protest was not about the national anthem. It's not about the flag. Well, it's about it's what not, he was if, trying to bring attention to, and it's not in disrespect to anyone that served because Colin Kaepernick also didn't say this is protesting anyone in the military. It's not protesting okay, anyone in the military. But you're but in that statement, you're contradicting yourself because if it is not about the protest, then it should not matter whether or not somebody stands for. It. And the question posed to him because yeah, I was, that's I, why I, I said they aren't in solidarity with each other. I literally just let me finish. Let me finish. I was in that press conference after the game when they asked him why he did not stand, and he said because he did not feel connected to that specific movement, that specific gesture, which is fine. He, he wore a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. I've seen him out in Miami protesting. Standing for the national anthem does not mean that you do not stand with Black Lives Matter. I didn't the two say that he didn't related. stand with them. I didn't so say that to, he didn't. So I, I said you, I don't have a problem well, with the other guys, but if I'm looking at that, if I'm one of his other teammates and they feel a way about it, I'm not mad at them. I'm nobody sorry. Felt, but listen, nobody felt a way about yeah. it. He spoke to his teammates before he did it, and they they all were in agreement. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But for you to sit there and say you understand somebody praying for their enemies in this sense, racist, he's not bigots, praying for like, his enemies. Let he's me not finish. Let for me his finish. That's if the thing. That's that's the that's the part that disrespects his religion saying, when we say he's praying for his enemies. That's no different than disrespecting Myers Leonard's connection to the military, which is why he felt he wanted to stand for the national. The two, it's the same thing. You're just you're just okay. disrespecting you're one saying, aspect and another. If you're saying okay, so TP, let me get this okay, straight. Go so ahead. you're saying so you're I'm saying, not saying I was upset by Myers oh, Leonard. Oh, oh, oh. I'm saying that they are not all showing the oh, same yes, level of solidarity, yes. and you can clearly see that by all of the reports that are going on, and that is why. We are where we are because there is no solidarity. I'm not saying I'm mad at him. I don't care if he's. I don't care if any white person ever stand for the national anthem. You don't ever need to stand for the national anthem because clearly this ain't your fight. I just want you to go out there and keep your other racist white friends and bigoted friends from doing racist and bigoted stuff and killing us in the streets. I don't care about. I don't you even. Stood, you sat what? there and said that you felt no, a way about it. Why I did said, you feel a way because about it? I said I. I didn't say I felt a way about it. I said that these guys are not in solidarity with each other. And if I was one of them guys and I felt the way about it, I wouldn't be upset about it. The same way that guys can be upset about Michael Porter Jr. saying what he's saying about religion. This is also ingrained and entrenched in politics, which was my original point. So if you're going to be ingrained it's and not. entrenched in politics, it is. You it's surely not. wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt is, in, is no. entrenching yourself in politics. Do you under, and Nick, that's I'm going to let you interject. That is, that is, that is, that is, how on, did that make sense? On. Relax for a sec. Nick, I'm going to let you interject in one <laughs> second. Let me just say this. For you to sit there and say that Black Lives Matter, social injustice, racial inequality is part of politics is part of the problem because people associate the fact that in order to fight and advocate for change of a certain demographic, that means you have to be in a certain political party and and that is the problem. This is not a political issue. This is a human rights issue. You should not walk down that. the street as a black man in America and feel for your life and fear for your life because of the color of your skin. And that is the issue because the Republicans believe that this is a liberal issue. It's not. It's a human rights issue. So why black are you bringing up Republicans and liberals if this is not a? If this is not an because issue. Because you're making it. You're making it. Because a it is a political issue. It's been a political issue. It's been a political issue. Turn on CNN every day. Turn on. It is though. It's not about what it should be. It's about what it is though. It's about what it is though. I don't want to speak for Ashley, but I think what she's saying is part of the issue. That is that it is a political issue and it shouldn't be. It is a human rights issue. Then and human don't have any of it on the court. Then. Be political. 
I think no. that's what you're saying, if I'm not mistaken, Ashley. Am I? Yeah, like what I'm saying is, is that the fact that you keep reiterating that this is a political issue is part of the problem. Just because you make something known does not, and it has to do with social and social issues and certain demographics and, and this and that does not make it a political issue. And that is a problem. This is a human rights issue. Black people are human. This is a human decency issue. As black men in America, you should not fear for your life whenever a cop pulls you over. That's what this is about. This is not what party you vote for. This is not about the president. This is not about yeah, anything. But that's, yeah, but that's living in a but that's living in a fantasy land. That's not the land we live in. The land we live in is everything is constantly politicized, whether it be by the right, by the left, or by including the independents who will share an opinion from the right or the left, thus making it political. If you don't want it to be political, then don't ever put Black Lives Matter on the court. Leave it off the game. Like I have Why no. Why is that political to you? Because it is political. It's entrenched in politics. How is it not in? Entrenched in politics. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. This is all entrenched in politics because politics is the very thing, and legislature is the very thing that we need to go out and vote and change in order for it to happen. If what is voting if voting is in politics? I mean, I'm confused. You, I'm confused. You're very confused. Voting is politics. It's politics. You still have to vote for a politician. What? Why are you making this about voting? That's Be my issue. You just changed the narrative. No, it's you not about changing the narrative. The narrative. You, all have spent, no, you all have spent this entire conversation it's saying that if they boycott. No, wait, no, because, because you all have spent this entire conversation saying that if they boycott permanently, they need to go out there and get people to vote. Is that not a political issue? You can't argue that the NBA is not entrenched in politics. Let's keep it on. Let's keep it on the subject matter for a change. First of all, you the one that brought it up as a political issue. It's it not is. A political, it let me, is. Okay, it is no, a political not. issue. Okay, let me finish. Let me finish. Now you you overtalked everybody. Go so ahead. What I'm saying is, and I and I hear what Ashley's saying, and I hear what Pavi is saying, and I also hear what you're saying too. So I'm not ignoring what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not. What mad. I'm, Go but, ahead. but but at the same time, let's be clear about this. The narrative has shifted, much like how we talked about Colin Kaepernick's. Right, uh, uh, stance as far as what he was what he was kneeling for what he actually sat down for and then later on kneeled for they changed the narrative it's just like the people in upper echelons the media and politicians have changed mm -hmm. the narrative black lives matter is a human rights issue mm -hmm. but the politicians and the media have intertwined to change the narrative to get the focus off of it being a human rights issue so people have less compassion and less understanding and more about oh well it's just political it's just politics so to hell with it it's not that big of a deal i don't but that's but i think that's why it's a bigger deal narrative. though personally no personally. but it doesn't have a problem that's your that's your opinion you're entitled to it that's fine but what i'm saying is just like i, I alluded to earlier and i have to uh, tap on something that ashley said i don't care what your religion is i don't care what your belief system is if that's what you believe you have every right to believe that what i said about him being some sambo shit yeah this is, is where it started it started it, with it, the michael it, porter jr thing right. and that's how we and get the, and the reason why tangent. i said that michael, is, mpj come on man your, your back was hot now you got us out here arguing go ahead nick but that's but this is what i'm saying you talked earlier about it being hey man you're not on the same page. You talked about the, the 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 young man that didn't stand during the national anthem and that didn't show solidarity, right? So it, it Jonathan Isaac. I uh, know. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think Jonathan Isaac shows solidarity either, though. Oh, oh I'm sorry. sorry. My, Myers Leonard, Miami Heat. I don't think yeah, Jonathan Myers Isaac Leonard. shows solidarity either, I and he and he, but also, uh, but also, this is the thing. He used religion behind part of his explanation for that. Do, but 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 this is the thing. He is entitled to his opinion. He like, is entitled to his opinion. He, but it, he but is like, though. And when we get into the name calling, calling people like sambos, he, then it's it, the truth, bro. 
you can't sit up. You just got through saying how it how it doesn't look unified. How if it, how that person did not stand for the national uh, excuse me stood for the national anthem and everybody else took a knee. It didn't look like it was unified, like they were on the same page, right? So how is it? How is that different from you getting from you typing out something or putting a mic in your face saying something counter to what everybody else is on? If you don't believe in that, that's your choice. That's fine. I agree with her. If you don't believe in that, that's fine. But don't say anything. Don't say nothing. Just don't have a comment because what you're doing is is, is causing division within the movement. If you yeah. have 30 dudes coming out here saying, hey, we want to go right. And you got two dudes talking about, nah, we want to go left. Then that causes division. So now people are looking at y'all like, where's the solidarity? Where's the unification? There is none. So yeah. all I'm saying is for him, if he has every right to believe in God, the 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 be an atheist, whatever he wants to believe in. But when you're saying something that, that's going to make shockwaves throughout the media world and throughout the world, period, that go, that counters what these other folks have said and have stood by for, and you're under that same umbrella, it looks it looks like a division. And yeah. this is why I said they look like a bunch of sambos. Because and I will, can I say something here, really quickly? Ashley, I do apologize. Do Jonathan Isaac was the right example. I actually should have used Jonathan Isaac versus Meyer Leonard. Because when you involve Myers Leonard, the whiteness in instantly becomes about whiteness. And it's not about his whiteness or whether he's white or not. Like I said, I don't care about that. Jonathan Isaac is actually a better example to me than Myers Leonard. Because... I don't think he showed solidarity either, but I'm also, I can understand how people would look at him and saying like, you aren't with us, but also I can understand if that's his personal belief system, that's just what he believes in. And like, I can get upset at these guys for being divided, but let's just be real. This world is divided and we want more unity, but also I don't want us as black people, every time somebody says something we don't like, we call them a coon instead of trying to educate them or make them or, or, or actually get them to understand. It's just like, oh, well, that person is lost forever. Well then, all right, well then everybody gonna be lost forever then. Like we gotta, I don't like that mentality. So actually Myers Leonard is the wrong thing. So actually I apologize to Myers Leonard because I didn't want to use him as an example because I hate it when we get into the white versus black. But Jonathan Isaac, perfect example. What he did, I was like, I was like, all right, cool. I get it. Like you got a reason, but you still could have, you know, you know, stood in solidarity with your brothers. And I'm sorry. That's did. just the way I feel. Who? Who, Jonathan Isaac? No, and, I'm not and, talking about Myers Leonard anymore. As I said, I'm not, that was I a terrible gonna, example. I'm talking I about Jonathan Isaac. To, yeah. I wasn't going to say Myers Leonard. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But Jonathan Isaac didn't take a knee, correct? Did he didn't, Jonathan, right? Jonathan Isaac didn't, stand, didn't wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, but in his post-conference after the game, they asked him and he said he full-heartedly believes that Black Lives Matter. But he went back to his religion and he said he did not feel based on the teachings of his Bible and his religion that wearing a t-shirt that put in his words, one group above the other aligned with his thought process. And listen, whether or not, whether or not I agree with it, I'm not going to argue it. He, he said, listen, I believe Black Lives Matter and I'm going to continue the fight in my own way. But how am I going to argue somebody who believes what he believes? If he wants to fight the cause a different way, that's, well, that's, but that's really on him. That's him. But that's but exactly what I just said. But that's exactly what I just said. Like, I don't care. I don't want it. I don't think it belongs in, on this. If, if, if it's going to become this issue where these guys have to essentially become divided and kind of, as you spoke earlier on Twitter, kind of the divide and conquer strategy, then therefore eliminate it from this thing because it's then taking away the essence from what this thing is. And now this thing is morphed into an entirely different thing. Like even this entire bubble, whatever this three month long experience is, the documentaries will be so great because 
they had their most uh, um, um, authentic intentions on behalf of the players, whether it be taking care of your family, wanting to earn generational wealth, wanting to bring more attention to what's going on. They all had the greatest intentions, but this is a failed experiment. And I think it's a failed experiment because they are, I, I do, it, it, Pappy, how is it not a failed experiment? They boycotted a game. How? It's failed. How? How is it not a failed experiment? It's a failed to, experiment. No, you have, you have, as Ashley said, the biggest star in your game saying he doesn't want to play anymore and the two no, best I teams. Failed. I think it was about getting, I, I, I think it was about getting, well, for one, one of the reasons was about getting, getting a message across. I think they're getting the message across. I don't think the, 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 the experiment failed. I think it's doing what it's supposed to do. Like these players are getting the message that they want to get across, and I can't do nothing. But if that's the message that 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 um you want to push, and, and and like if that's so near and dear to your heart that you want to do that, I commend it. So no, nah, I don't think it was. A if you're a guy like PG though, you don't think that this was like a complete and utter disaster. If no. you just spent the past two months in this bubble, you want to know why I don't think all over because wait, 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 of what's like, going on. TB, TB, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, you, you don't know why, because for PG, a world-class athlete, a superstar that say, yo, I was struggling with mental health. I'm pretty sure somebody, like, I saw it, and I was like, damn, like, bro, you really said it? Like, yo, I got to commend you for saying that. Like, yeah. no, I think that was a, one of the most power. I was not expecting, like, that was one of the few times I watched post-game and I was legit shocked. I had no idea he was going to say that. So, no, I think it was beautiful, honestly. I think, I think one I of the best things you could have possibly said. I think it was a failure, but not the failure that TP is talking about. I think it was a failure because when you look at the climate, as we all said earlier, we look at the climate, we look at what's going on around us. We were never sure that this thing was going to pan out yeah. as a whole to begin with. Yeah. And so I don't think it was a failure right now. I think it was just a failure as far as the timing of trying to put all this stuff together with dealing with COVID-19, dealing with social unrest and a plethora of other things that we continue to deal with. I just think it was the timing of it was a failure. I don't think the experiment as far as trying to put, if we did this in a different time where we wasn't under COVID and it was a different you know, situation, no, nah, I can't look at it as a failure. But in this climate- Yeah, don't get me wrong. Was, if this was, if, if, if this was 2017 uh, or 2018 with no COVID and this is, but actually it's been going on. So I could act like this hasn't been happening. But, but, I, I mean, but, but I don't think, I don't, I'm not, and this is the thing. I don't want you all to equate failure, meaning that everything that they came there was for nothing because I also think that a lot of these guys will go home as much better people and also with a lot of clarity that they never had mm -hmm. just from not being around people that have continually leached off of them forever and you just having a little bit tougher time getting to me because you can't come and pull up on me or talk to me or text me whenever because I'm busy and you don't know my schedule so I actually do think that a lot of guys will come out better and stronger mentally but from an overall perspective I feel as though before they looked as though they were a party divided and I think now they still look as though they are a party divided. And that, to me, is the metric that I believe personally is what has made this a failure because I believe that the fact that half the Internet had to tweet at half the ESPN staff about um, about about apologizing to Kyrie Irving when we all know what you know kind of kind of who's pushing the button behind all of these stories like no 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 it let's not no but this is also the thing I said let's not act as though these guys have not been somewhat divided all along they always have Everybody. even to the tune of Patrick Beverly tweeting if Braun go we all go well guess what Braun decided to go at first now Braun Giannis and all them other dudes is like nah we done adults with their own opinions of course you're not gonna agree on every single thing in every yeah but world. collectively I feel like I've seen more more of a unified message in terms of what their actual actionable goals are in the WNBA than I have in the NBA. Personally, I, that's I just a personal to, thing. 
And that's not to be critical of them because I'm proud of them for getting up every day and speaking about it because I talked to you about this before, Pavi, and I said that it's unfair that we have to send these athletes up after they just spent three hours basically running two to four miles and then ask them questions about what's going on in the world as if they can be the most eloquent speakers ever when 99% of the time, including myself, and I'm not an eloquent speaker, or at least I might be now, but I'm still working on it. Go ahead, whoever was about to talk. I want to first backpedal to something because I think it's really important for people watching this to hear this and to understand this is regardless of where your political allegiance lies, I want to make it very clear that Black Lives Matter is not and should not be a political issue. This is a human rights issue. This is about the fact that regardless of the color of your skin, you should be treated with human decency and dignity. This is about the color of your skin and should not have to be attached to status, to money, to notoriety, to be treated with respect. In this country, we have cops hiding their bigotry behind badges and uniforms, and that is a problem, a systematic problem in this country. So yes, Black Lives Matter has become political, but it is not political, it is a human rights issue. And when we get back to that, we can get back to the real issue. So regardless of how you feel about how it is showcased in sports, whether or not it should be in sports, this is where we are and this is how we're going to continue until we see change. So regardless of, like I said, where your politi political allegiance lies, this is not about who you're voting for in November. This is about the fact that there are people in this country who have to look both ways when a cop comes, who have to be nervous, who have to have sweaty palms, who have to not be in the wrong place at the wrong time out of fear that they may not go home to their families. No man in this country should be shot seven times in the back in front of his children. Those children will be traumatized. That man, Jacob Blake, his life will forever be changed. Trayvon Martin should be a college graduate right now. Mike Brown should be with his family. Okay, there are people, Breonna Taylor should be with her family. George Floyd should be watching his daughter grow up. He should be there when she graduates. She should, he should be there when she gets married. This is not about who you're voting for. This is about the fact that people in this country are discriminated against till this day because of their color of their skin, like it's the 1950s, and that is the issue. So I don't want to hear it's political. I don't want to hear, all oh, the president's tweeting this and LeBron tweeted that. I don't care about any of that. It is a problem and we need to fix it. And I don't care who you're voting for, we need to fix this problem within our, if they're not gonna handle it, we need to handle it ourselves. And that is why I say shut it all down until they feel us, period, uh, point blank. All right, Nick has a retort as well as Nick's gonna get out of here. We're gonna wrap things up in about two minutes. Go ahead, Nick, talk to us. First of all, I need to get that sister offering, man. She over here preaching, Jack. Um, but I will say this much, I agree with, I agree with uh, what Ashley was saying. Um, you know, as a black man, and we're all black men on this platform, yeah. so. Um, well, as I'm a black not. man, well, I know you're not. <laughs> well, actually, I'm no, not, actually, Nick, actually, hey, Nick, oh, well, well, you're yeah, a black well, woman. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's yeah. be clear. Let's be clear about that. I don't want no rumors to be spreading. Okay, but I didn't mean that. No disrespect. But, no, I'm kidding. Though. Um, you know, as black men, you know, we have to have a talk with our children that other people don't have to have that mm -hmm. same talk with, right? I have a seven-year-old. TP, you about to be a dad in a minute. Yeah. You know, Ashley, I don't know if you have any children or not. I but don't. No. You have I'm sure you have nieces or nephews or whatever, maybe. I don't know. Enjoy it. Point is, <laughs> exactly. Please, please do. Uh, point is, we have to have these types of talks. And the fact that we have to have these types of talks yeah. is the problem. And it continues mm -hmm. to be the problem. When I have 18 to 20 race soldiers disguised 
in badges with guns coming to my home because of something my son allegedly said that cannot even be proven. And they scared the hell out of my son. And we can't move because we're prisoners in our own home because they feel like they want to find some type of probable cause, which they found nothing. And you have instances where, thank God, I wasn't Breonna Taylor, where they just busted in my house and shot me. Okay. Unfortunately, that sister didn't make it. Sandra Bland should not should be roaming around the streets of Texas right now. There's no excuse why you should. This is not a political issue. We've allowed people to change the narrative to make it a political issue. This is a human rights issue. But we're not even, as I said, when I came on this show early on, we're not seen as human beings. We're well, we're three fifths of a man, according to the to what's on the books in the United States. We still haven't. That still hasn't been erased with everything that's changed, with all the laws that have been revamped. That hasn't changed. And that's for a reason. It's about making sure that we stay in our place. And when I look at these NBA players and other athletes as well, it's about staying in your place. And that's what they want. So for these brothers to rise up and say, you know what, we're not taking this anymore. I applaud them. That took a lot of strength. It took a lot of courage. It took a lot of dignity to walk away because you're about to sweep a team. You, You played your whole life to get to a championship. You played your whole life to get to that particular that 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 creme de la creme of the mountaintop to say, hey, I want to be the best of the best. Like we see about Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or LeBron James, for that matter. They don't have that. They not, they may not have that opportunity again. LeBron may never may not ever win a ring ever again. But the fact that he's sacrificing that part. And his act and is factual. Hopefully the other teams that are in the bubble will follow suit. And I hope they do, because to me. You talking about Fred Van Fleet talking about having a pair of nuts. These are the biggest cojones they're ever going to have waving in front of the American public. And I don't give a damn about who who is going to vote for whom. If we don't change something within our communities, within our city. I'm sorry for laughing at that. I mean, hey, man, it is what it is. If we don't change the word, I'm sorry. (laughs) If we don't change what we need to change and we don't better ourselves and start to and voting is not going to change a whole hell of a lot. Because people are still going to be murdered. People are still going to be, you know, we're still going to be disrespected. Until we start gathering together and figuring out a, a serious strategy and a plan and mobilize off those plans economically, emotionally, and mentally, we're going to continue to be in this same boat. And a year from now, we're going to be talking about this same subject once again. Unfortunately, it'll be 15 to 20 more people that have been gunned down at the hands of police or people that may look like us in the streets. So until yeah. that changes, until we come up with a with a, a definitive plan and a course of action, nothing is going to change. These guys can boycott and by December one start the brand new NBA season as if nothing else happened. So it doesn't matter. It's about making sure that we have a plan. Until we get a plan in place, ain't ain't nothing gonna change. So I appreciate you guys letting me on your platform. Oh, I have no, a tremendous you, amount Nate. of respect for Ashley. It's my first time meeting you, and I'm definitely thoroughly impressed by the way you've elocuted yourself and your points very well. Uh, Pavy TP, you know what it is, man. I appreciate yeah, you, Yeah, man, brother. and I, thank you. And, that, and as I've said it many times about this platform, we can yell, we can scream at each other, but it's all about a common discourse. And I feel that sure. all of these conversations and the very passion at which we talk about these things are important because of the very fact that we don't get the opportunity to have these platforms and to talk and for other people and to disseminate our messages or even have actual arguments where we can disagree and then at the end of it, I'll be like, all right, okay, I learned something from this conversation. You learned from this conversation. Now let's go out in the world and do better. So thank you, Nick. I appreciate you for joining. Hey, man, Black Media Matters.
I agree. It does matter. And thank you for starting that campaign, man. Keep it rocking. I'm, I'm with you all the way. You already know that. Peace out. All right. So, Pavi, what are your final thoughts on this as we get ready to get out of here? Uh, final thoughts are just, I mean, some I've been tweeting about is like, um, I mean, really all I want to see is just punishment for wrong. I want wrong punished. And I don't really care about, you know, people. Are, we're, we're all going to love each other. and We all need to walk hand in hand. I don't really care about that. I don't even believe that's possible. I think people will hate people. It is what it is. But I do want people's hatred punished correctly. You know, like if I walk out there and I go do something to a policeman, I know I'm going to jail. If if I know I'm going to jail probably a very long time, and it is what it is. So when I walk out the house, when the police officer pulls me over, I want him to have the same thing in his thought, in his mind, that, yo, if I do something to this man, like, for no reason, I'm going to jail for a very long time. You ain't got to love me, but I would I would, I would, would hope that we could one day get to the point where, where, where we have laws that respect everybody as human beings. Everybody ain't got to love everybody, but we do. But everybody does deserve a right to live. And, you know, just a right to have their little, like you said, human rights respected. So that's my thing. That's all I really want to see. And until we get consistent punishment, consistent punishment for these officers who step out of line, I mean, I don't know what changes. I think the, the first step is, again, we got to get consistent actual punishment. Not, no, you go to jail for five years. Like, no, you take away somebody's life for 20, 30 years. Because no matter how much they hate you, they got somebody that 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 they love. They got somebody that, you know, they want to go home and hug. If these officers know that, you know, I go out and step out of line and I can't hug the person I love for the next 30 years, a lot of it will stop. Now, will all of it stop? No, because again, like the 17 year old who did the thing yesterday. And first of all, the fact he was 17 years old. Sometimes people just hate people. It's very unfortunate, but sometimes people just hate people and they will take their hate too far. And it is what it is. All you can do is pray and hope that it won't be you and that, you know, we can lessen that. But what you can do, I guarantee you, if people know that I walk out my house and I do something to somebody and I can't go hug my wife for 30 years, I guarantee you a lot of it will change. So to me, the main thing that I want to see, I don't care about all this. Oh, we all need to know. I just want people's wrong and people's hatred punished correctly the same way my hatred would be punished if I did something else to somebody else and the same access to wealth that everybody else has. And, you know, and other, and other than that, that's, that's, that's all I ask for. How we get there, I have no idea. Do not have all the answers at all. But I know that that's just what I want. All right. So, Pavi, thank you for coming through, talking on Real Talk with TPJ. I think this is your sixth time coming through or, or fifth time coming through. We've had conversations with our close friends. We've cried. You know, we've sat friends crying here. We've been through a lot on these, on, you know, you know, throughout these conversations. Actually, I think this is the first time we've actually had a black woman on this show. Um, so thank you, Ashley, for coming through. Shut thank you, Pavi, for coming through. Ashley, what are your final thoughts? I know you have some strong thoughts. I just want to remind people that this is not and should not be a political issue. Black lives matter. Black lives should not be seen as a threat in this country. Black lives should not be attached to notoriety and economic status and, and you know, let me just say this. Like I said, Black Lives Matter is not political, okay? You don't have to be LeBron James to have your life matter. And that is the situation. There's no reason that George Floyd should not be here to watch his daughter grow up. There's no reason that Mike Brown should not be with his family. There's no reason Trayvon Martin should not be with his family. There's no reason that Breonna Taylor should not be with their family. And the list goes on and on. And the issue that we have in this country is systematic. The issue that we have in this country needs to change. And regardless of where your political al 
allegiance lies. You need to vote smart. Sometimes you have to vote outside of your political lines. Voting is not the answer to all things. There are things that need to change within our police department. There are things that need to change within our individual communities. There are lists, there's a laundry list of things that has to change, but I believe that it begins with voting. So November, go out there, let your voice be heard. Don't stop, don't stop protesting. Don't stop donating. Don't stop using your creative outlets, whether it's writing, whether it's creating forums like this, whether it's painting, whatever it may be. Do not stop fighting for the world that you want to see and the world that you want to live in. It is possible. And I remember when I was in college and Trayvon Martin was killed. That was the first time that I ever experienced protesting. And I remember marching with his father in Miami. And there was something that was said that has stuck with me and lit a fire in me. And it essentially said, without going into the whole quote, the revolution will never be easy. It will, you will face people fighting against it. There will be people who will be standing in your way, but it will be felt and it will be heard. And this is the moment in history that we are in. We are in the moment of a revolution and you have one or two choices. You're either on the side of change or you're in the way. Either way, it's going to happen. So pick which side you want to be on, pick appropriately and fight for the change that you want. It is possible and it needs to happen because enough is enough. Very, very, very well, um, you know, you know, um, said very well, elocuted. (laughs) It's been a long day, but I I will say this. I appreciate it. And, and, um, you know, uh, and yeah, you know, like this is your first time on a show where we've like yelled and screamed and had these, this is kind of what we do. So I I apologize if I got, if I got a little too loud with you, but that's kind of what we do. But also, I will say this on your point about the Myers Leonard thing. Like I said, I do want to apologize to Myers Leonard because I actually like Myers Leonard. I don't have any issue with him, so I don't want to make it seem like the issue was about Myers Leonard. The issue was just str- literally one hundred percent about about stand about standing or kneeling for the anthem and whether that could be looked upon or seen as being divisive. Now, whether they took it as divisive or not, I'm not going to argue because obviously they're good teammates, and I think even Jimmy Butler's. You know, you know, silent protests of trying not to wear, um, you know, you know, you know, his name on the back of his jersey. I think that was a very, very well executed protest. So I don't want to make enemies out of Miami Heat because I actually think you guys have been doing great stuff, honestly, since Trayvon Martin was murdered and LeBron and those guys wore the hoodies out in that game. So I do want to apologize to Myers Leonard because I didn't want to necessarily make it about him. It's not about him. It's because literally I feel the same way about Jonathan Isaac and he black as hell. So it's not about his skin color or anything. I don't want to make it seem like Myers Leonard is an evil white guy because I know some of y'all will get in the comments and turn that into that. And that's not what I'm talking about. My Myers is a great was, guy. My only point was that I have not been seeing solidarity from everyone. And I think that in order for them to execute and do what they need to do in the proper manner, there has to be some level of solidarity and 100% of one way or the other. I think if you have white players like J.J. Reddick and Myers Leonard and other guys like that that are on your behalf, you as the black athletes don't really have any other excuse to me personally to not make a radical change if that is what you say that you are about. As I've said before, I don't believe that this should be these guys' jobs. I don't believe it belongs on the floor. I don't believe that they should have to have it on their jerseys. I don't think cops should be murdering innocent black people. I don't think I should have to be scared driving down the street in my car every time I see the police. And I live near police stations, so I see them motherfuckers all the time. And that heart goes... 
real, 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 real fast. Instantly, the moment you, the moment you see the little thing on the head, like I ain't did nothing all day. I could be going to get some some cat litter. It don't matter. So I'm not gonna argue, you know, against that. And I do think that all these guys are very brave, are very courageous in what they've done by actually going to the bubble and at least making an attempt. But as I said, I believe it's a failure and I'm not going to say that I believe it's a failure and therefore because they failed that they should feel bad. I actually think that therefore because they failed, they should learn because I think that the, the greatest lessons in life come in your failures. And, and Lupe Fiasco is my favorite rapper of all time. And if you go back, listen to Fahrenheit 115, there's a song called The Champ is Here. If you love rap and you love uh, uh, and you love Will Smith. Go listen to the champions here. They sampled the Ali movie. And, the, and my favorite line in that song is where he says, so override your pride and decide retreat. I think the NBA players at this point in time need to override their pride. They need to decide retreat. And I think they need to come back at this thing with a fresh lens after we've moved past this election. Because I understand that Black Lives Matter should not be a political thing. I don't think it should. I think every human life should be valued as much as it possibly can. And I think my black ass life matter as much as my white friend's life and my Filipino friend's life and my Asian friend's life and my Irish friend's life and my Ethiopian friend's life and my African friend uh, and my Brazilian friend. Like it should matter as much as all of their lives. So I agree with that 100%. But I'm also not going to, I'm personally, and this is, I just said, this is a personal thing. I'm not going to act as if it's not being politicized every single day. And that, and that when you are moving within a realm, and we, can, and we even saw with Barack Obama, where he could wear the wrong tie and the tie that he wore could become a political issue. So I, my only thing with these players is if you think a tie can become a political issue, or you think a suit can become a political issue, if you guys are constantly in a war of words, which Greg Popovich, LeBron James, Doc Rivers, all these guys have been in a war of words, essentially with the president over the past few years, this thing will become hijacked by their movement. And they have inherently made it political. So my thing is, if they're going to make it political, and if it is political, your owners, your billionaire owners are the people that donate to him. Your billionaire owners are the people whose friends donate to these super PACs and all of these huge sponsorships and, 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 you know, and ad buys that these guys have for ad revenue. Hit them where it hurts, because clearly, if they want to do what they said they, they came to do, I don't think they have been 100% effective in it. So I think the only measure to move to be effective is to override your pride, decide retreat, admit that this was a good experiment to learn from, but we realize that in order for us to do what we wanna do and be true agents of change like we are, now that we've entered ourselves into this realm, we have to go out and we have to put our money where our mouth is. And I've said it a million times, these guys not being at home in their home states to vote is a big thing. And I don't care what any of the hosts that were here tonight said about local elections. That's bull because I know a lot of black people, a lot of black people, including my friends, that once Joe Biden was announced as president, they were like, oh, well, I'm not going to vote for him. I'm just going to vote for Trump because Trump has done more for black people. And I'm like, yeah, but what do you but, but but do you see what's going on with the protests and the army being sent in and people's civil liberties being violated? Oh, well, it don't matter because like I don't like Joe Biden. I don't like Kamala Harris. Like, if you're going to tell people to vote, I'm sorry. It becomes a political issue. Now, whether you tell them what party to vote in, I, I, I think that is that they need to stay out of it. But telling people to vote, I think, is the good is the good side of politics, not the bad side. So I don't want that to be deemed as being a, a criticism of them. I think they need to go out and tell people to vote. 
I tell people to vote. I've been an early mail-in registered voter since I moved to California because I know that I don't want to go and stand in line to vote. So I, I went online, I registered, they sent me the pamphlet, I signed the papers, I sent it in, and now my ballot gets sent to me a few weeks before, I fill it out and I mail it in, and I never have to think about it, which is also the other issue, and Doc spoke about it, with Trump going after the, you know, the, you know, the Postal Service. It, it, it's becoming an issue where the human rights side of issues are becoming too much of a political issue for entertainment to stay entertainment. And I think whether you're a movie, whether you're a Hoops and Brews, or whether you're whatever, we were supposed to do a Hoops and Brews happy hour tonight, Ashley. Pavi and I were supposed to get drunk and spew hot takes for hours about LeBron James and Dame Lillard dropping buckets and, and, you know, and, um, and their reactions to what's going on with everything in the social justice world. That didn't happen. I thought instantly, I haven't done one of these since something major like this has happened. This is the perfect time for me to bring together people that look like me to have a discourse. So thank you, Ashley, for joining. I appreciate it as always. You are, you are amazing. We appreciate you for joining us um, here with H&B Media TV as a partner. Make sure you go check out Ashley's latest video. Ashley, go ahead, get your plug in, talk to the people. Let them know where they can find you at. Make sure and you guys follow me on Twitter at Ash Nicole Moss, Instagram Ash Nicole Moss. Subscribe to All In um, with Ashley Nicole on YouTube. And guys, regardless of whether or not you like a certain candidate, vote for the one who you feel can bring the most change for the things you want to see change. It's not about you don't have to go to dinner with them, you don't have to marry them, you don't even have to like them. This is about making smart decisions come November, and that is what we need, smart decisions. So please go out and vote, make an educated decision, educate yourself if you're not 100% sure of the different advocacies and the different you know things going on in this country. Educate yourself, education is power, and please, please, please don't stop using your voice. It is so important and we need more people to do so. Yes, we do, um, and we're glad to have your voice along with this platform. Finally, we have a face where someone that looks like you can grow up and see you on a platform where there are usually other people on there just yelling and screaming and talking about basketball, <laughs> and you can actually just be like, no, nah, you're wrong. So I appreciate that. Thank you for joining. Ashley, you have Thank a great you. night. Stay Me safe too. out there, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All righty, fans. So as you've heard me say um, you know, before, it's time for the guys to override their pride.